This is Conversations on Discipleship with Father Adam Streitenberger from St. Gabriel Catholic Radio and Diocese of Columbus Media. I'm your host, Father Adam Streitenberger. With me is Father Dan Schwartz. So, um, Father, now, um, you know, as after your three years here in the diocese, then you, you then went full-time military. Correct, yeah. Went active duty 2019. Okay, and um, how, I mean, there was probably, I mean, you had done some training for chaplaincy mm-hmm. up, like, during your summers and things like that. It just happened to work with the school up. years, yeah. Yeah. Then was there a, a sort of an orientation when you when you went on to active duty? Uh, so the final kind of stint, uh, so leaving in the summer of, let me think, that would be 2019, uh, you do go to your last uh, your, your last training, what, what we would call the leg of it, because you would have to go through, first thing I went through is, it's basically like basic, it's a DCOIC, uh, and then went to phase one and phase two, what they called those in the beginning. And these are different, these are different school, what we would call schools mm-hmm. or um, training periods. You can do them all at the same time. And that, that would be like a period of months. Um, but what was seemed to be more conducive for my presence at the diocese is to chop those up into mm-hmm. three separate summers. Um, so I finished the last of my phases and then also did the chaplain school, the schoolhouses in Naval Station Newport uh, in Rhode Island. And that's that's like that's where you get really into the weeds of not just how to be a naval officer or having like grown men on high protein diets yelling at you to do push ups that kind of thing mm-hmm. like it's awesome, um, but like hey here's here's the nuances of your community of your specific what we'd say an MOS so what your specific job is within the military service here's how you do it here's the instructions the guidance here's the practicalities uh, and that's where you're training with other chaplains. Mm. Um, that had been selected because uh, before you can be kind of, you can kind of be um, in a bit of a limbo uh, because they're like, okay, well we're, you're still being looked at through the chaplain chaplain candidate program. Like you're not actually fully accepted. So you're not guaranteed to be a chaplain, even in those previous trainings. Uh, and then from the schoolhouse, you get your assignment of where you're going. So you leave from the schoolhouse. And uh, from there, I found out that I was going to camp Pendleton in California with second battalion, first Marines. So um, how, I mean, where have you been at in, in these oh, now two and a half years? Uh, well, with the different phases, um, I've done on-job trainings or OGTs. I've been at Quantico. There's a Marine base there. Uh, Paris Island, that's one of their big uh, recruitment depots. Um, USS Mahan out of, uh, let me think. She's out of she's out of Virginia Beach now. Um yeah, I think I think she's I think she's Virginia, but then also the Abraham Lincoln was there as well. So I've done a destroyer, and I was on an aircraft carrier for a little bit, um, and then with Second uh, Battalion First Marines. Well, when I first got to Camp Pendleton, I didn't know that Second Battalion First Marines was coming back from uh, a MU Marine Expeditionary Unit. So they were deployed uh, to the South Pacific, and they they were coming back. So I was a chaplain at Headquarters Battalion, which is a non deployable unit. They basically kind of do a lot of the administrative work. Uh, uh, at the camp itself, because it's a huge, it's a huge base. It's massive. It's an entire division. Mm-hmm. Um, but once they got back, which is about a period of two months, three months, uh, then I attached to them. And you do the whole workup with them as a battalion, so you train with them for a good year, year and a half as they go through their whole training cycle, getting ready to deploy. 
And then we deployed um, to the Middle East, uh, to Jordan, Saudi Arabia, uh, Syria, Kuwait, uh, Iraq, and then ultimately Afghanistan towards the end. And, you know, you, you, you go with them wherever they go. And so I spent a lot of time uh, up in the air, bouncing between these countries, and then ultimately inserting with them uh, into the uh, evacuation operation, uh, excuse me, the NEO, non-combatant evacuation operation in Kabul, Afghanistan. So that was kind of at the tail end of what we were doing. Do you, um, are you comfortable talking to us about your experience yeah, in Afghanistan? Yeah, I am. It's, uh, I've... It's one of the things I view as a chaplain is that um, you, you're not there, – there's a sense of support that you give to the Marines and sailors, um, but you're also there to help kind of we, – we say lead from the front, lead from the side, lead from the back. And this is one of those lead from the side moments where I need to do the groundwork of processing what the situation in Afghanistan meant for my guys, what they've experienced, um, how it affects them. So to not be, to not shy away from uh, the different ways that it affects me or, but because in doing so it allows me to relate to them all the more, but then also give them something of substance of being like, Hey, I've felt that I've experienced that that wounds me that, that gives me sorrow that um, or makes me sorrowful. Uh, but here's what I've looked to turn to what's been effective uh, for me. This is who I've spoken to about this. This is where, and so it, it, it's really kind of first going through and experience what my guys might be instinctively shielding themselves from in order to help them all the better. And so I, I, I've tried to be very open about it. Um, obviously there's, there's some diplomacy with it as well. Like things that we just, it's hard to talk about because it's, yeah. it's just mainly you keep it amongst military members. Um, and then other things that were just like, you just don't want to talk about. Mm -hmm. And so it's, I think I've gotten pretty good at managing conversations in that regard, but I'm very open uh, to questions about it. So, no. so, I mean, maybe you could share with us what your experiences were there. Yeah. It's um, so the whole reason, the whole reason we are in the middle East in the first place is um, following Benghazi, the Benghazi incident, there was, a, there was a big issue in regards to getting American forces in an area of conflict fast enough in order to protect U.S. personnel and property in the Middle East. Marine Corps kind of rogered up, as the Marine Corps does, because, you know, the first to fight, that whole kind of mentality, informed what was called the Special Purpose MAGTAF. Um, uh, MAGTAF is Marine Air Ground Task Force. So it's a combination of air assets, ground assets, all centered around Marine infantry. So Marine Infantry has the mission and everything else is supporting it. So that way it would be based within the Middle East. And the idea being they could be boots on the ground, um, ready to go within six hours of any incident. Of, so within six hours being, being, at, the, being at the point of friction, uh, whatever would be occurring. Now, different things occurring all over the Middle East, our deployments waxing and waning. And you hear about the NEO and there'd be meetings and plannings for it. Um, but myself as a chaplain, I guess I, I'm as a supporting unit, I'm, I'm very reactionary uh, in that way of like, hey, whatever my guys are about to go through, let's get ready for that. And but I'm not I don't actively plan mm -hmm. in regards to it's like, well, it's we're we're going to do this military operation. I'm like, oh, I'm just bring in chaps. Let's see what he's got mm -hmm. to say about this. And I'm like, because all my expertise on air combat and this, mm -hmm. no, it's if there's an ethics or a moral concern, like they'll 
that's that's where I'd be considered a subject matter expert. But in regards to the tactical and strategic, mm-hmm. um, you speak into that, but you're not an author of it. Uh, so I was rightfully so on kind of the sidelines of it and just focusing on the guys. Uh, and so I would I would do what I call battlefield rotations of moving through all those countries in which they were they were located in, just making sure they're good. And we did different programs, um, care package programs, letters. I was just in town a little bit ago to thank uh, some of the different schools and groups that had really come out of the woodwork to help us just because deployment's a hard time. They're away from their families and some of them out of the country for the first time. They can be intense uh, mentally and physically. Um, we made a battalion library that we kept mobile so that way they could be reading up on you know the classics, uh, military works, just uh, like just popular novels, that sort of thing. And so you're, you're not just trying to support them spiritually, uh, but also kind of like helping them develop in what I, what mm-hmm. I would call kind of that, uh, that humanist approach. Um, humanist with faith. Careful. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's, uh, that, that was my big thing. Um, and then when the, when the Neo kicked off rather dramatically, um, it, it kind of, I think it went at a pace that very few people kind of expected in regards to how quickly the Taliban moved through Afghanistan. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously our battalion was, was tapped, uh, for it, uh, being the QRF, the quick response force. And the difficulty here was that I was, I was in Kuwait. And if you remember the pictures of people kind of grabbing on the sides of planes and very dramatic photographs mm-hmm. and, and video footage of, uh, people very desperate just to get out of the country. The problem was, is that, that, what was occurring is that uh, that pocket in Kabul was kind of collapsing. And if you have people on the runway, you can't get planes in, you can't continue evacuations. Uh, and so I knew that we were going to be activated. And sure enough, because I'm watching this on drone footage in Kuwait. And uh, once I saw that, I knew the battalion was going to be activated, that they were going to send, because um, we had we had different plannings for like, do we send a little people, medium sized? Do we send a big group? There's all these different mm-hmm. ways we could have sliced and diced it. But I'm like, they're going to send everybody. Uh, and sure enough, within the hour, they're like, grab your stuff, you're going. Um, and uh, one particular officer I really had to kind of thank for it because um, they were really pushing for, you know, trigger pullers, trigger pullers, trigger pullers because we weren't sure what the Taliban was going to do. Mm-hmm. Um, are they going to play nice and allow us to continue to evacuate people? For how long? Is there going to be an ultimatum? Do we, have to, do we have to provide some kind of anti-up on our side just to make sure we ensure our own security? Or are we going to go in gl- guns blazing? All these options were on the table, so we had no idea what to expect. And so they're really emphasizing, like, hey, only send in tactical assets. But uh, this particular gentleman was like, you're going to send in, we're going to need sea wire. You're going to need non-lethal weaponry, because uh, if you're going to try and control panic crowds, and you're going to send a chaplain. Hmm. Um, and so he kind of secured my spot on one of the birds. Um, like It was just... Not that other people were kind of pushing against me, but it was this huge rush of let's get let's get priority things on a limited number of seats, and he tasked me as a priority. And so I inserted with one of our kind of weapons companies with that. We all boarded a plane in the dead of night and kind of dropped into Afghanistan. You've been listening to Conversations on Discipleship. I'm your host, Father Adam Streitenberger. Father Dan Schwartz, um, Captain Dan Schwartz, if he's in the Marines, Lieutenant, if he's we'll, in... We'll go with Lieutenant. That's in the, that's in the future. <laughs> Uh, has been with us. Until next time, peace and all good. A Diocese of Columbus production in partnership with St. Gabriel Catholic Radio.